0: Hi, Krishna, everyone. Welcome back once again to our ongoing series on the glories of our most beloved Sri Vrindavan Dham. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pishtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swamaniti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharane Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschata Deshacharane All Glories to Sri Prabhupada. So, I'm presently in uh, Sri Mayapur Having spent uh, the month of Kartik, the last month, uh, in Vrindavan, it was very hard to leave Vrindavan after doing Purikama with so many loving devotees and seeing so many sacred dons. Uh, but I know it will also be very hard to leave Blissful Mayapur in two weeks for preaching in the freezing cold in Communist China <laughs> The land of the great red dragon. But go we must, as we know it will please Srta. Prabhupada, and we all live only to execute his desire. The other day I was reading about uh, Lokanath Goswami, an associate of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 500 years ago. When he was a young man, uh, both his parents uh, passed away around the same time, and he immediately left for Navadweep to return to the company of Nimai Pandit whom he had known as a little child they were friends and when he arrived in Navadweep he said to Mahaprabhu Nimai, I am free now to stay with you forever we need never separate but Nimai Pandit said that will not happen I have some service for you they were older now Lokanath asked, what kind of service? Nimai Pandit said, take your good friend, Bhugarbha, go to Vrindavan and begin discovering the lost places of Krishna's pastimes. Now as soon as Nimai Pandit said this, Lokanath, who had been hoping to remain with his beloved friend forever, <laughs> fell down on the ground unconscious. And when he woke up, he said, Nimai, please, no. I've waited all my life to be with you, and now you're sending me away?" So Nimaay Pandit said, Yes, Lokanath, you have to go to Vrindavan with Bugarbha. So Lokanath again, he cried, No, please, no. So then a, a debate between the two ensued, and they were both good debaters. Ultimately, however, Nimaay Pandit won with uh, a winning argument a winning argument. And what was the winning argument? What did Nimai Pandit say to convince Lokanath? Nimai Pandit said, "Lokanath, a servant can be truly happy only when his master is happy. A servant can be truly happy only when his master is happy. And as soon as he heard that, Lokanath said, then I will go. So in two weeks, (laughs) we will leave for China to help the many, many beautiful surrendered devotees there execute the mission of Śrī Prabhupada and Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu. But that doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> Bhakti writes in Navadvīp Dham Mahāpñā. It's uh, chapter 5, verse 61, 62. He's actually quoting Jīva Goswāmī. Ichahaya, māyā Puri takī chira kāla, gucībe Shampura Rupe Mayara Janala. I want to stay in Mayapur forever, Chīva says. Here the miseries of material existence will be completely dispelled. But the next verse is very interesting. Dushara Vashanahaita Prabhu Ajnabhada Mayapura Chatadite Antara Dada Pada. The order of the Lord, however, is greater than the desire of his servant, and my heart is palpitating at the thought of leaving Mayapur. Hare Krishna. (laughs) So we are continuing today with our mini-series on Stimulation for Ecstatic Love, and this will be part 55. In this lecture, um, we will continue our discussions on the famous Simon jewel. Actually, there are several versions of this pastime. Uh, there's two in Srimad Bhagavatam, actually. We shared one earlier, but today I would like to share Sri Rupa Goswami's version <coughs> from his book, his illustrious book, Lalita Madhava. <coughs> Lalita Madhava is actually uh, written in the, the form of a drama. It's a drama. And in Act 2, uh, Scene 2, we hear uh, Vrindadevi speaking to Purnamasi. We spoke at length in one lecture a couple of years ago how Vrindadevi and Purnamasi meet each morning at Guptakund to plan and organize Radha and Krishna's pastimes for the day, for that particular day. Each morning they meet. They choose the type of pastimes that will take place, where they will take place, uh, what time of the Uh, day the pastime will start and finish, who will participate, Uh, what the mood will be, even small details, what what type of flowers will be blooming, what animals, birds, butterflies will participate, what songs the birds will sing, what clouds will come, what color they will be, what the breezes will be like, like that. So one morning, they met and started discussing. <coughs> and Devi began by asking Purnamasi why she looked so unhappy. So Purnamasi replied, "Udava, the crest jewel of advisors, has just come from Mathura city and told me the latest news. The king Kamsa asked the demons, Aristasura and Kashi." to go to Vrindavan and see what was happening there. On that secret mission, which they partook of, the Keshi demon um, happened to see Radharani and was mesmerized by her. She was so beautiful and charming that he couldn't stop watching her. So when he and Arisasura came back to Mathura, Keshi reported to Kamsa, Kamsa, you know this boy, Krishna, has a consort. He has a girlfriend. And then he began describing Radharani. And as he did so, Kamsa became spellbound. And Lita Madhava says, he shouted, I must have her as my wife, as my queen. So then he said to Keshi and Arstasura, So which one of you will go to Vrindavan and kidnap this girl for me? So which one of you will go to Vrindavan and kidnap this girl for me? So both Keshi and Naristhasura, they were hesitant to reply because they had both seen that there was something different about Radharani. She was very beautiful but she also appeared to be very powerful because they saw everyone was submissive to her including Krishna. So Neither of those demons, Asuras, agreed to Kamsa's request. So at this point, Kamsa became furious. If two of his best demons, best warriors, didn't agree to kidnap Radharani, what was he to do? But then suddenly, Sankachuda, who had recently joined forces with Kamsa, spoke up. He was also an Asura, Sankachuda. He was very proud, and as he he stepped forward, he said with confidence, I will kidnap Radha. (laughs) I will kidnap Radha. Now, before we continue, uh, let me give a little history about this Sankachuddha, which I found in Gargasamita. Now, some devotees question the reliability of Garga Samhita. I've heard that. But Garga Samhita is um, worthy of quotation. As we learn from Srila Shanatana Goswami's commentary on Brihat Bhagavata Marita, 1, 1, uh, verses 21 to 23, he writes, The confidential science of pure devotional service is taught explicitly only in a few Vedic scriptures little known to the public. Amongst these rare texts are the Gopal Tapani Upanishad, the Narada Apacharatra, the Gargasamita, the Vishnu Purana, the Hari Vamsa Upa Purana, the Uttara Kanda of the Padma Purana, and the Bhagavat Maha Purana. Srita Bhaktivinoda Thakur also refers to the Garga Samhita in his Navadvip Dham Mahatmya, wherein he quotes it, let me see, more than 20 times I counted, <laughs> more than 20 times. For example, he writes in chapter 3, text 19, Maya Maya Puri Sakshat Sarvananda Vihar Dini Sri Garga Samhita Yamsa Kirtita Papa Nasini." Mayapur is the Lord's Yogamaya potency. It is filled with ever-increasing bliss. In the Gargasamita, it is described as the destroyer of all sins. So Gargasamita shares the following story of Sankachuta. So once upon a time, Sankachuta, who was at that time um, a servant of Kuvera, the demigod of wealth, went to Mathura and challenged Kamsa to a fight for whatever reason. Now, we know that Kamsa uh, was a very powerful person, but Gagasamita says that Sankuchuda was puffed up with pride and undefeated in the skill of wielding a club. He had this special skill. He could wield a club. Nevertheless, Kamsa agreed to the fight. So Gagasamita states that both of them, had slain uh, many heroes in the past, but when their fight, the two of them uh, fought, neither sankachudra or Kamsa could uh, could win, could win, despite their best efforts. So, to resolve this dilemma, after some time, Gargamuni appeared, and informed them that neither could actually kill the other for they were both destined to die at the hands of Krishna and no one else. Hare Krishna. Now, upon hearing this, Kamsa and Sankachura uh, decided to join forces. So it was this Sankachura who Kamsa sent to Vrindavan to kidnap Sirada. And so he left Mathura uh, with this evil intention and went to Vrindavan. Now, the pastime evolves. Lita Madhava describes, Rupa Goswami describes, the pastime evolves. Shortly afterwards, after he left for Vrindavan, the gopi named Kundalata came to see Purnamasi with news of an interesting development. She said to Purnamasi, Purnamasi, near Govardhan Mala's house, Govardhan Mala's a, a cowherd man, I just now saw the brilliantly shining sun god. I saw the sun god. He was shining brilliantly. But Purnamasi frowned and replied, that couldn't be the sun god. It can only be an asura sent by Kamsa. The news that Udava brought to Vrindavan has now come true. But Kundalata couldn't accept what Purnamasi said. She politely argued. <clears throat> But Mother Purnamasi, the person I saw is so effulgent that the bright light emanating from him makes him difficult to see. Surely he can't be an asura. Then Purnamasi said very slowly, Kundalata, do not be fooled. The bright light is not the natural effulgence of his body. It comes from a a special jewel in his crown. It comes from a special jewel in his crown. Hearing this, uh, Kundalata inquired, and where did he get this jewel? So Purimasi replied, he was the leader of the guards watching Kuvera's treasury. He liked that jewel, so he stole it. And that was the Simon Taka jewel. And that's why he was so brilliant. Now here the plot thickens even more. It was a That day, it was a Sunday afternoon, and at this point in our pastime, Srimati Radharani and her friends were just finishing their worship of the sun god, Surya Narayan, at Suryakund in Braj. They had taken a a short break, and Radharani was uh, sitting, it's described, uh, on a beautiful golden throne. When all of a sudden, this asura, who Kundalata had seen near Govardhan Mala's home and it was now hiding in the forest he sprang out from the bushes and grabbed Shimati Radharani by her hair and pulled her off that beautiful golden throne and he dragged her away by her hair as all the gopis started screaming Krishna Krishna where are you Krishna help then Suddenly, very suddenly, <laughs> Krishna appeared and began chasing Sankachuta. He was calling out, O rascal demon, offensive to Shri Radha, I will soon catch you, but know that I will feel great pain because I cannot spend eternity torturing you. <laughs> That's really nice. But know I will feel great pain because I cannot spend eternity torturing you. The black night of death he went on called Krishna now chases you soon to cover you with his limbs but how will I torture you forever if you merely die? Oh, rupa Goswami writes so nicely. So as Krishna closed in on Sankachuta the demon released Shrimati Radharani and um, moments later he was captured by the Lord who killed him with what? His bare fists. And after this, Krishna took the Simantaka jewel from the crown, Ashankachudra. Rupa Goswami writes that with the demon dead and the famous jewel in Krishna's hands, frightened uh, Radharani embraced the Lord just as Balaram, the cowherd boys, and the other gopis arrived to congratulate. Krishna on his victory. (laughs) Then it's described that after everyone had uh, settled down, the gopis all began uh, staring, or you could say gazing at this beautiful jewel, which was glowing like the sun in Krishna's dark rain-cloud hand. Krishna had it in his hand. And each of them began wondering, will Krishna give it to me? The gopis, <laughs> Krishna's holding the jewel and each of them began wondering will Krishna give it to me? Now when Krishna understood the minds of the Braja Gopis the milkmaids of Braja he thought surely I must give this Saimantaka gem to my beloved Radha but if I give it to her directly the other Gopis will be jealous and they be, may become upset with me they'll, they'll become upset with me And then, without a doubt, a quarrel will break out amongst them. So Krishna looked at Balaram and thought, My brother knows everything. If I give the jewel to him, he can give it to Sri Radha. He's everyone's superior, and so the gopis will not find fault with him. They will not find fault with him. So in the presence of all the gopis, Krishna offered the Samantaka jewel to Balaram who accepted it, and, how's it described? He tied it in a corner of his cloth. Now, Lord Balaram knew that Krishna wanted him to give the jewel to Radha, but he too, it's so cute, he was reluctant. Why? Well, for the same reason as Krishna. He didn't want gopis to quarrel. He thought, if I give the jewel to Sri Radha, my own group of gopis, will be upset that I didn't give it to one of them. He has his own group of gopis. So by the next morning, Balaram had worked out a solution. Took a while. (laughs) Complicated. Love is complicated. So by the next morning, Balaram had worked out a solution. And that was when Madhu Mangal came to uh, Nandagram, for breakfast, because the coward boys, they come to Nandagram each day to take breakfast with Krishna and Balaram. Sri Rupa Goswami writes, Balaram happily placed the jewel in Madhu Mangal's unsuspecting hand. And Madhu Mangal being a Priya-Narma-Saka, special coward boys, Priya-Narma-Saka, They're confidential coward boys. They sometimes take messages between Krishna and the gopis. Krishna sends a message to the gopis, and the gopis send a message back. Sometimes they're carried by the Priyanarma Sakas, confidential coward boys. So uh, Madhu Mangal, being a Priyanarma Sakha, had once understood the diplomacy behind the gift, which was that it was meant to be given to Sri Radha. So without hesitating, he said, loud enough for everyone to hear, Of what use is this brilliant stone to me? The only one worthy of it is she whose culinary talent draws the gods from their heavenly palaces. Sri Radha draws the gods from their heavenly palaces. Sri Radha. Now, at that very moment, Sri Radha who was in the kitchen cooking breakfast for Krishna, as she does every day, came out of the kitchen with a, how's it described, a steaming uh, tray of rice. So Madhu, Madhu Mongol at once took the tray from her hands and replaced it with the shining jewel, which itself was, it's described, vibrating the sacred syllable Aum. The Saimantaka jewel was vibrating the sacred syllable Om. So as Radha looked at the jewel, it's uh, this is really nice. As Radha looked at the jewel, its effulgence grew in response to her touch. Its effulgence grew in response to her touch. And humbly bowing down before a model Mongol, she handed the Samataka gem to a maidservant to keep for her for a moment and continued serving breakfast to Krishna, like <laughs> our voice. The Acharyas say that, no doubt it was a wise move on Balaram's part, as none of the gopis complained that Radha received the Simantaka jewel through a third party, not to mention a Brahmana, meaning modern Mongol. So, in this way, uh, Krishna achieved his purpose without upsetting anyone. And the precious Simantaka jewel became the central gem in Sri Radha's necklace. A necklace her maidservants call the intimate friend of Krishna's Kastupa jewel. The intimate friend of Krishna's Kastupa jewel. If someone asks you someday, what is the Simantaka jewel? You say, it's the intimate friend of Krishna's Kastupa gem. Now, Raghunath Das Goswami has described uh, very nicely, the route you could say that the Simantaka jewel took, with all um, took uh, as it changed hands between these different transcendental personalities. He describes in verse thirty-four of his, of his Vilap Kushamanjali. He prays to Shimati Radharani, O beautiful-faced one, will I make the Simantaka jewel the central jewel in your necklace? After the death of proud Shankachuda, it was given by Balaram to cheerful-hearted madhu cheerful-hearted madhu and Madhu gave this jewel to you. And since then, it has been the friend of the Kastuba jewel. Raghunath Das Swami. The Acharyas go so far as to say that whenever Krishna embraces Radharani the Simantaka and Kastupa Gems also embrace. Naturally, they have a close friendship, as do any devotees who share a common service to Krishna. Wow. (laughs) So we can finish today with a very short verse from uh, Srila Rupa Goswami's Radhakrishna Gonadesha Dipika. It's it's in part two, it's it's verse... uh, 201, describing this Saimataka jewel on Radharani's chest. He writes, Chana Krishna Prati Chayam Padakam Madana Bidam Shamanta Kanya Par Yaha saro Saromani. Short but sweet. The pendant on her chest, Sri Radha, contains a picture of Shri Krishna within it. Another name of Srimati Radharani's simantaka Jewel is Sunkachuddha Siromani. What a beautiful way to end this little series on the simantaka Jewel. (laughs) Sunkachuddha Siromani. So thank you, Prabhu. I hope you enjoyed this little mini-series, in a mini-series, about this beautiful simantaka Jewel. And um, yes, before we leave for China, we have uh, another week actually um, we'll look for another uh, um, item to um, lecture on stimulation for ecstatic love I really like this little series about Simon Takajol so thank you all see you next week from Sridam Mayapur Haribol Shishi Thai ki Shishi Krishna Balaram ki Shishi Vara ki Vrindavaneshwari, Shrimati Radharani ki, Mayapur Dham ki, Gauri ki, Sri Krishna Sankirtan Yakya ki, Nitai Gaur Primanandi, JJ Sisi Radhe Sharma, glories to Shri Prabhupada, the Revealer the Revealer.